Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. I'm Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. Thanks so much for listening. Hope that you enjoy the review. If you want to read more of my reviews, you can do so by going to my website, Quipster.net. And I have over 3,700 film reviews for you to look at at any time. Quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today, I'm going to be looking at Carol. Carol's a, a critically acclaimed film. It's getting a lot of good critical buzz out there. It just secured five Golden Globe nominations, and it's a sure-fire hit to get a, uh, a few Oscar nominations as well, probably for its acting by the two leads, as well as probably costume design and some of the, the set design. It, it is, it's a gorgeous-looking movie. It's a drama-slash-romance, and it's R-rated because of a scene of sexuality and nudity among the actresses, and it does have brief language in the movie. An hour and 58 minutes is the length. The stars are Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara. Kyle Chandler, Sarah Paulson, Jake Lacey, and John Magaro get supporting roles here. Todd Haynes is the director, and Phyllis Nagy provides the screenplay. Haynes is crafting here an old-fashioned melodrama. I hesitate to use the word melodrama because I think that that carries a lot of negative connotations today because you have drama of feelings rather than drama of circumstances. I I would call it a traditional old melodrama about a woman named uh, Carol who's trapped in a joyless marriage with a man who ends up using their daughter uh, or the custody rights to their daughter as a pawn to keep her within that marriage. The husband threatens to expose Carol's affairs with other women to make sure that she will not have those visitation rights if she does indeed walk out. This is a mostly faithful adaptation of a 1952 novel that was written by Patricia Highsmith, The Price of Salt. Uh, Highsmith originally published that book under a pseudonym because of the subject matter. The pseudonym was Claire Morgan at the time. Highsmith later re-released that, uh, excuse me, that book in 1990 uh, and just called it Carol, which is what the film is called, and actually did attach her actual name upon it at that time. The reason why it was a little bit controversial at the time was because of the subject of lesbianism within the book. What made Carol, The Price of Salt, different from other books of its era is that it dealt with the subject of lesbianism in, in a manner different in that it broached the subject in an unusual light by asserting that women could have the possibility of happiness together. So it had a, a little bit more of an optimistic spin, especially in, a, in an era in which there was a lot of oppression for gay and lesbian relationships. The film is set kind of in the, in the same era that the book is set, which is just before it's, it's in the early 1950s and you, it's set just before Christmas. Uh, Rooney Mara plays a young and shy Manhattan shop girl named Therese Bellevue, who, while she's at work, ends up waiting on a sophisticated socialite named Carol Eard, who's played by Kate Blanchett. Carol's looking for just the right present to get for her young daughter named Lindy. And this is especially important for Carol to find just the right gift because she is in the process of a separation from her husband, Harge, played by Kyle Chandler, and wants to make this a present something special because the young girl, Lindy, is going to uh, be going through a transition that's going to be difficult for her. So she wants this to show Lindy that Carol actually loves and wants to maintain that relationship with her throughout all of the the battle for custody that she and Harge are going to go through for their foreseeable future. During this transaction, Therese does kindly help her pick out the right gift to ship to her address. But in the exchange, Carol uh, leaves behind her gloves on the counter, perhaps intentionally, perhaps not. Therese, uh, getting the gloves, decides to return them to Carol. 
And Carol's grateful and takes her new friend out to lunch. And the two begin to, during that exchange, find themselves drawing closer to one another in a manner that they haven't really been able to with anyone else. In Carol's case, she has been in a relationship before with a woman. She entered into a marriage with a man and also had a daughter with him. But she hasn't really explored the side of her for a while she still has a relationship with her former lover, played by Sarah Paulson, because they do share a kind of bond of understanding that Carol's not able to express with her husband, and so therefore they've remained really close friends, something that the the husband, uh, Harge, really finds. He, he still has jealous feelings toward the, the, the old friend, the old lover. Now, Carol, as a movie, it's beautifully crafted. And it's a finely textured period piece. I do think from all technical levels, it, it's a well-made film. It evokes the look and feel of New York in the 1950s. I think fairly convincingly, it does make it seem like a very cold and rainy and somewhat in unfeeling place. And I think that that jives with the, the feeling of the, of the characters of the film because these characters are always looking out on gloomy skies through hazy windows. And that's kind of a motif in the film. There's always this separation between the characters in the film, whether it's Carol or whether it's Therese. They're always kind of separated from the rest of society through this kind of invisible window. And I think that that's kind of a, a symbolic of how they actually feel at the time. And I think that the New York of the 1950s is different from another film that came out this year that did show New York in the 1950s, specifically Brooklyn, in the film called Brooklyn, that also featured a shop girl who finds love. That one had a much more rose-colored view of New York. It's, it was much more vibrant and full of life. That was also evocative of how the protagonist was feeling at that moment in her life because it was a very nostalgic view full of love and possibilities whereas this one feels a little bit cold and distant and kind of in insular the use of gray and brown environment environs of new york city in an era that didn't warm up, warm up to those who would not conform to societal standards i think that that is very effective and that makes carol a very subtle and observant work it does rely on very small moments like looks and glances and stares and touches or, or lack thereof to speak volumes as to what's going on in the minds of the characters who don't spell out verbally everything that they're feeling at any given time. And along those lines, I think that the two lead performances here should be heralded. And I do see that both of them probably, at least one of them is going to get an Academy Award nomination, I would say. They have to convey a world of complicated feelings at all times. But they have to do so using only their expressions to play these characters who have to express themselves in a society that wouldn't allow for external expressions of their kinds. Although Haynes, as the director, his sympathies do lie with the women at the forefront. The film is also, I think, commendable for the portrayal of Carol's husband, Harge, because his life is being turned inside out as well because of Carol's expressions and, and and finally coming to terms with who she really is. He's desperately seeking to keep their life, their love from unraveling, even though she doesn't feel that kind of love for him that he feels for her. He he's basically feels he's doing everything right. He's built a life for Carol and he's trying to keep it from becoming unglued. He doesn't understand why Carol's walking out on, on the marriage because he thinks that everything is good. Now, Carol's not overtly trying to harm Harge, but rather, she is accepting the fact that she is who she is and she can't continue living a lie. And Harge, like so many people of that era, 
sees Carol as acting upon her feelings as a choice that she's making, something that she is choosing to do and not who she truly is. She, he thinks that she has the ability to continue being in the marriage and loving him and, and them remaining a couple. And so therefore he, he, he goes through desperate measures. He tries to blackmail her in order to preserve that marriage by saying that if she walks out on him, she's not going to have visitation rights to the daughter that she loves. Even though that's a harsh way of dealing with things, I think the film doesn't see his position as that of an evil antagonist, but it, but rather a, another tragic figure, because he's trying to find love with this woman who cannot love him in return in all of the ways that he desires. Now, here's where my review will get a little bit... Um, it's heading into turbulent waters here because I know that a lot of people want to applaud a film like Carol. I had this difficulty when I reviewed, I, I gave kind of a negative re- review to uh, Brokeback Mountain before. And I, I feel that Carol's a better film in many respects than Brokeback Mountain, which I felt was very slow and artificial to a certain extent, despite the fact that I admire what they're trying to do in both cases. Carol's a slow moving and measured film. And I think that some viewers will probably st- struggle through it because Haynes and screenwriter Phyllis Nagy, they decided to keep the drama from boiling over with intensity. Now, this is certainly a film with a cast that could be able to deliver big Oscar-worthy moments of anguish and showy histrionics if the filmmakers were so inclined to show that. But I think that the ability for Haynes and Nagy to stay reserved is commendable in the age of showy dramas that are tr- reaching for Oscars. However, I do think that Carol does suffer from inertia, especially when it's obvious that we know where it's all going. Carol's strongest moments are within the last 20 minutes, but it's a long stretch to get to that point because this story feels very familiar. Even though it's not a story that gets told by Hollywood often, I think that Going into it, most people know where it's going to go because I think that that's where the book that's published and the movie that's coming out is a little bit different because I think that this era is different. Now, I I do think that stories about gay and lesbian couples still is not fully embraced by Hollywood. I think we're seeing much more of a turn over the last 10 years. Still, this era, actually, we we understand a lot more about... um, about the subject matter. And so I feel like we all know where it's going. We know what's going to happen. And I think when it was published in 1952, it was probably new to a lot of people. People were reading uh, this book and it was talking about things that were kind of new and novel at the time. This is a movie about finding love and feelings and exploration of those feelings. And yet the problem that I have with Carol underneath it all is that I intellectually could understand the initial attraction between Therese and Carol, and yet I never found their relationship emotionally stirring. Sometimes I didn't really find it particularly interesting either. I did remain aloof to whether that they could get together or make it happen. And I think part of that is probably because there's not enough time that has passed in their relationship for depth to enter into it. You know, I think that they're just on the beginning of their exploring their feelings toward one another. I found more of interest in their individual feelings on who they are inside their internal feelings that they're, they're undergoing. I found that much more interesting 
than I ever had was in the possibility of the characters actually being together. So I would have liked more exploration of how they are feeling inside, but because they don't really speak to one another verbally about their feelings, a lot of that is left to our imagination and their knowing looks and glances. So I feel like it's a very simple story that's not explored as fully as I would like. I do think, though, still, I'm going to recommend the film because I still think it's an interesting look into the stifling nature of a repressed woman who is forced to keep up appearances in a society that shuns who she is. And I think that that makes Carol deliver some interesting food for thought on where we, as a society, have been in the past and how much further that we have to go in order so that we can, as people, live in a world where such life Choices. I, I don't know if I, I really should use choices in, in this respect about who they're allowed to love uh, and why it's no one else's business is something that we should foster as a society. You know, this is, like I mentioned, it's a simple story, but it is about a complicated world where feelings are forced down into near non-expression in an environment of suspicion and non-acceptance that results in potential unhappiness by uh, all involved because of those societal pressures. I'm going to recommend Carol. I, th I do think it's a well-made film. I think it's got really good performances in it. I think that the look and the feel of it is, is, is spot on. I admire it. I think it's it's worth seeing. I think that it is well-made, and I think it... I, I won't begrudge it any Oscar nominations that it does receive. However, I don't think that it's one of the best films of the year. I feel... as I, As I came out of it, I felt... Well, that was well made. I, I didn't have a vested interest into where it ultimately went. I do think it finishes up strong. I wish that the final 20 minutes were a little bit longer and the build up to the final 20 minutes a little bit shorter. I will give Carol three stars out of four. I do think it is recommended for people who enjoy dramas, who enjoy romances, especially old fashioned ones from the 1950s. Obviously, because it does deal with a lesbian relationship. I do think that it, it is interesting in those areas. And I think that if you're interested in the subject matter, certainly you're going to find it a, a well-made film on that level and, and be able to discuss some of the things that it brings up within it. However, as a film, taking it on its own terms, I found it just not as emotionally gripping as probably the filmmakers were trying for. I will give it a recommendation with some reservations. I, I won't have it in my top 10, but I don't disrespect anybody who does. Anyway, thanks for listening. I hope that you enjoy the review. If you want to read more of my work, you can do so at my website. You can also find links to my Twitter feed and my Facebook page, as well as get my contact information if you want to take me to task on my feelings toward Carol. And like I said, I whenever I do my film reviews, I can only express my feelings. Uh, your feelings may be different and, and uh, no less valid. So you can find that contact information at my website. Quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Still got a lot of reviews coming up that are going to be vying for Oscars coming up. So I will be uh, delivering those to you. So you'll want to click the subscribe button if you haven't already. Thanks for listening. And I hope that you enjoy your time at the movies. 